Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Frau Pow. We're your hosts, Auden Rags. Hey, hi, hello. You are listening to uh, an episode from our immigration series. If you are a little bit lost, please go back to our preface where we introduce this. Today, we're going to interview Jerlyn from Dominica. We hope you enjoy the series. Where are you from? I'm originally from Dominica, um, not Dominican Republic. It's actually the Commonwealth of Dominica. It's between Guadeloupe and Martinique in the Caribbean. Okay. Um, how old were you when you immigrated to the United States? So um, when I was 10 years old, I moved to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And I came to the United States when I was 18 for college. So what was that like? Was the U.S. Virgin Islands like majorly different than Dominica? Yes. Um, culturally, it's different. It's definitely part of the U.S. Um, the accents are different. Um, standards of education was also different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, um, there's more of a mixture of Latin American country. There's Puerto Rico next door. So there's, um, I, I moved to St. Croix. So there's Puerto Rico nearby. So there's an influence of the culture from the Puerto Ricans. Dominique gets more French. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you came to the United States for college. So what was what was that like? I, I'm sure that was even more of a culture shock. Oh, yeah. Um, I came to the U.S. when I hadn't even seen snow. I, had, I visited before for um, something we call the junior statement. And this was in high school but I hadn't seen snow so I didn't see the changes of the seasons until I got to Rochester I oh, was already oh, Rochester. Wow. that's a that's way different <laughs> yeah my my school is um my school is super diverse so there's different cultures like there's international students from everywhere but um I also really like well I'm I am a black Caribbean person and when I came to the States there's African Americans that our cultures are also very different mm. so there was a culture shock in every corner basically <laughs> right I think that's a that's a good point because um, I think that most times that people in the U.S. at least when they see someone who has dark skin they automatically are like oh African American um, right and so could you tell us a little bit about um like your either maybe your experience with sort of that um, that I don't know what to call it like a disconnect between like your culture and then African American culture or I don't know how how has that felt for you? Um, well, like like I said, like culturally we're different, right? And so our music is different, our food's different, and I had points where people would look at me and they say like, well you look you look very different too like it's like you're not really african-american because my eye my features my facial features like my eyes are a little slanted and it's because my grandmother is carib indian 
um, she actually lives in a reserve in Dominica. Um, oh. So we have features very distinctive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they hear an accent. So immediately they're like, wait, you're definitely not from here. <laughs> Um, I, which I experienced some of that when I went to St. Croix because the dialects are different too. So mm-hmm. um, I like I would enunciate words differently. Um, we have a little bit of British influence in Dominica. So my grandparents made sure that we spoke proper English. When I got to St. Croix, it was very difficult for me to adapt to the different expressions. So I had to learn a, a lot of that too. So then... So you you knew English when you moved to Saint Croix, and then when you came here for college. Yes, I did. Did and uh, so I I'm not quite familiar with Dominica. Is that the only language that you speak English, or is there? Um... Um, so the the main English the main language is English, and we have dialects um, that like bro- the different broken English. Okay. Um, and then there's French that some people speak but there's a mixture called Patois. Um, Patois is like English and French um, Mm -hmm. influenced. And there's actually another Patois that's spoken in St. Lucia that's very similar, but we're not Jamaican Patois. (laughs) So you can't um, um, mistake that either. Um, St. Croix, we have the Crucian dialect, which is a broken English. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked to a lot of different immigrants and we've heard a lot of different things about some of them knew English beforehand and some of them didn't know English whatsoever so it's always interesting to hear like if you knew a different language what it was like to learn English or if you already knew English but you knew your version of English it's going to be vastly different than the English here anyway yeah absolutely there's a a lot of expressions I had to learn while I was here too um so, or references to like, like, well, especially like pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember going to college and thought some people were absolutely brilliant for a while. And until I watched a movie um, in, my, in my senior year, I actually, the movie was Scarface. And I was like, wait, <laughs> uh, basically quoting Scarface this whole time. Okay. <laughs> so things like that. A lot of pop culture references I missed out on. And I actually still... Um, have movies in my queue that I try to watch just to get the references that I missed out on. I mean, some of them don't hold up for sure, but, <laughs> but I grew up here. But um, but the thing is, as an immigrant, you also have things from your culture that you have to keep up like up with. So I ha- I feel like I'm doing homework constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You came here for college, um, and then after college, did you stay here, or did you go back? So um, I'm, so my family moved to St. Croix for a better life, and so when I, when I got to college, I had my green card, and I decided to become a citizen while in college because I felt at that point I needed no other, no other culture to call my home. Um, I went back to Dominica... 15 years after I left it um, when I was 10. Mm-hmm. So um, when I went back, I realized that I did make the right choice of becoming American here because I would have never been able to adapt back into the lifestyle. Like it was just so many years has passed and I felt like I, I didn't really connect culturally anymore. Yeah. 
I'm sure. I mean, you just said that you, you were gone for like 15 years, right? So that must've been, it must've been hard to go back and then realize that you don't quite fit in with your, where you were born and raised for quite, for a good part of your life. Yeah. And and St. Croix is is quite similar too. like, I I go every year, but um, I I spent a few days there and I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely blend in New York a lot better than I would in St. Croix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what makes you, um, say that? Like what makes you more of a New Yorker? Um, it's New York has all these places, um, like niche areas and you will basically find your home anywhere. Um, if you're interested in something, you'll find someone who you can connect with. And I just love the, the, it's, it's a melting pot. Like everyone says that, but it's, and I am someone who loves stories, so I can find something interesting from anyone that I meet daily, <laughs> even if, if it's like someone randomly panhandling, like I would find something interesting happening in my day. Right. Yeah. And St. Croix, it's like expected. The, the things that you see are pretty much expected. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. Another thing I can mention is that we we basically have a few um, strip malls, so everyone wears the same thing. So if I'm if I came from New York and I go there, everyone knows I'm I'm a tourist essentially. But in New York, and you never know if someone's a tourist unless they're in your way on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so, do you mind talking about what the immigration process was like for you? Oh, sure. Um, so I. I got my green card when I was 12 um, and my, my siblings, we're all like two years apart. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. So um, normally you'd be under your parents um, as if you're under 12, but because I became 12, I had to get re-fingerprinted and I basically look as, as an adult. And when I went off to college, <laughs> um, I, I realized I had spent enough years here to apply on my own. And I just went ahead and did it. It said that it would cost $300 for application. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. Um, And I can't remember how long it took for for them to call me back, but they give you this booklet to study, (laughs) which is pretty intimidating um, because you never, you didn't, you don't really know what questions they're going to ask you. And they asked me some pretty simple stuff and I mean, you, you mentioned like knowing English before, like be definitely, I can see where this could be very difficult for a non-native English speaker, but um, they're very simple questions. And when, when they asked me, I was like, okay, I thought they were going to give me something harder. And they basically made me read a, they made me read a sentence and I was like, the cat ran out the door. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I really thought he was tricking me. <laughs> and but I realized he was probably trying to um, make sure that I could speak English. Um, and, and then they called me back and it was, I, I mean, I felt, I felt a little bad for giving up my country basically, but um, because I was definitely, I was the first person in my family to become a citizen. And I felt like I felt lonely doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I just knew it was the right choice at that moment. Um. So what, um, you sort of talked about this like a little bit, but um, what was something that really surprised you about America when you got here? Um, <laughs> so my in my country, we're 
super friendly, a little bit annoyingly friendly. Now that I've been in New York for so long, um, <laughs> everyone knows each other. Everyone says hello, say good morning, and all these things. So it was pretty surprising when I said good morning or smiled at someone that they found it creepy. <laughs> 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 and and then people walk by and never say hello, and I was like, well, that's odd. Like, because we, like, or if I was lost in Dominica, like, I wouldn't be lost for long because people would ask, hey, um, do you need something? Like, people are really helpful. Mm-hmm. But here was not as helpful. So what were some of the challenges that you faced when you came here? Like, um, I know language barrier really, you know, you spoke English, but I mean, language mm-hmm. barrier might be one or the color of your skin or not knowing anyone, that type of stuff. So um, another another um, obstacle I had was I'm the first person in my family to go to college. So I didn't have any like reference or someone telling me what to do. And um, I'm also the first person in my family to, to travel to the U.S. So <laughs> I didn't have a lot of people giving me advice of what to do or how people were going to be. Um, yes, I also had barriers like the color of my skin. Um, I, I went to a really great school and I remember someone walking and running into me one time and, and was completely rude. And he said, like, he was really, for some reason, really frustrated me and told me that, oh, you must have been here because of affirmative action. <gasps> and then I was just like, <laughs> yeah, so I got that. And I, so I never really experienced racism until college. Like, and so that was one situation. And that, another situation was um, someone saying, oh, I would never date um, a black girl until she, unless she has like 1% body fat. And I thought that was pretty ridiculous because if you're 1% body fat, you can't really survive, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's another discussion. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like um, a lot of things like that. So there was a lot of ignorance that I faced, but then again, um, Oh, and also the N-word. Like, the N-word is not really part of my culture. And I and I also had to study a lot about African-American history as well. So, uh, because in my culture, we don't have that. Although we, we were colonized, we don't have a lot of the... Um, the microaggressions? Yeah, like, we don't really feel that. And there's definitely colorism in my culture, but we don't have that, like, clear, distinct, like, years of oppressions or like feeling from African-American history that that exists here in this country mm-hmm. and I, it's not I know it's weird to say this but I haven't re- like I never really experienced it until <laughs> here and I'm like yeah like some people have to remind me like you know you're black right I'm like yeah but that never really stopped me from doing anything mm-hmm. <laughs> so but um, so it was, it was just that was a weird experience for me um and let me see what else. Yeah, it was it was mostly that. It was like most like mostly being the first in my family being here, um, making the decision to become American, trying to embrace this country in a in a sense, and and I don't know, just like blending in, <laughs> like trying to um, actually adapt and creating a career for myself. It was, it, like it was really it was really hard. It was quite a journey for sure. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I can only imagine. Um, and. I mean, being an immigrant is one thing, but then being somebody who is black or just even a darker skin color than like your milk toast white, it, it just makes life 
so much more difficult. Yeah. Um, why did you yeah. decide to um, go to university in Rochester out of all places? <laughs> I know. Um, so it was a, it was a few things. Um, I fortunately have, was able to be accepted in all the colleges I applied for. However, it was clear to me that RIT was the best option for me because of um, just just the, the route I was taking, like technology and and art, and I wanted to merge those two together. And they gave me the most money in my financial package. Yeah. And the, I just believe I believe in the program so much, and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, and yeah, I I went went to Rochester. <laughs> Love snow for the first day and then hated it for the next four years. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the rest of us. I love the idea of it, but once it's here for more than like 24 hours, I'm like over it. I'm wet and I'm cold and I don't like it. Yeah, I've, I've basically decorated my room as like, like anyone who came in, they're like, wait, where are we? Because I had all these lights and really blue, and blue colors and just had the tropical scene in there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what was, what is the best thing, uh, about being here? Um, definitely opportunities. Like, um, I think many people who come here come for opportunities and it's sometimes it's difficult to explain this to people who live here. Um, but a lot of us have pretty amazing lives back home. Like I, I really think about it, like how simple my life was back home. And I was like, wow, like it was really was great, but it's just that we know we couldn't, we probably couldn't take care of our families that, that way. Like, the, like right now I live here. Um, every time I buy an avocado at, at the supermarket, I'm just like, oh my God, I have an avocado tree in my yard and we fed them to the pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here I am buying one for $5. I what know they're I so expensive. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Florida and my dad is from Miami and like he still goes down there to go visit friends and his friend has a an avocado tree and a mango tree and mm-hmm. I think probably and like my grandparents had um a tangerine tree and so we would always like have so many like delicious fruits and yeah. I you know like moving up to New York um you like go into the store and you're like yes like I can buy like two avocados for three dollars <laughs> and they're like the size of like your palm and like I'm so used to the giant ones it's so yeah. crazy <laughs> and it's also like um Zami has fruits that I have never seen in St. Croix or here in the state so um we, don't, we can't import them here mm-hmm. so there's 14 types of mangoes like different types of mangoes in my in my backyard growing up and they yeah they're like huge like they're, they're really really small ones and there's one that's like probably the, almost the size of your head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds magical. Yeah. And um, I, I took my husband on a trip there, Dominica and St. Croix. And he's just like, here's a guy who grew up in New York and he's just like experienced. And I was like, yeah, and it's fruits we'll never, ever find here. So now that you've been here for a while and you've been to to university and you've been you've gotten married um do you feel american um yeah i think yes um because a lot of americans that i know but i think 
diversity makes America what it is. Like immigration makes America what it is. Um, even people who were born here, they came from like their family can be traced from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I I feel a part of it a part of it because like I I believe in things like the Constitution. I believe in laws. Um, and I see the country change a lot. Um, I like the I see different histories of it. Um, you're able to t- to have like freedom of speech, just, like things like that. Like I I really clearly believe in. Um, not a perfect place for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to change about it. Um, um yeah. But, mm-hmm. I got a lot of those too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's, no, I, there's still like, I, I feel more a part of this country than where I'm from. And oh, however, where I'm from makes me who I am. And I, I would never change that about myself. Like I still, I still love, absolutely love that I was born somewhere else. And I have all that with me. And I have, I have that perspective. And I still have connection with my friends and family from there. So I, although I feel American, I still I still have that with me and hope to carry that on to my kids if I have any. <laughs> Thanks for listening to one of our episodes from our immigration series. You can follow us on social media at Frau Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can send us an email at Frau at gmail.com.